0: back to Millennial Ag, where agriculture is always on tap and no topic is off limits. Thanks for joining us today, your co-hosts, Vali Likely and Catherine Lotzbeach.
1: Listeners, it's episode 101, which is, again, hard to believe. Um, and what's fun about this episode is that Catherine and I are actually in the same room. Finally! After <laughs> like six months, we haven't seen each other. <laughs> I know, It was we were just talking about when the last time we were actually... In the same place. And the last time I was in Colorado, you were in labor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we, we weren't doing too much recording at that
1: point. No, we our, our paths crossed, and so it's and then a lot of zo- just Zoom calls and mm-hmm. and so forth. But it's it's good to be in the same room and yeah,
0: get, sharing a drink together and catching up and recording this week's episode. Yeah,
1: and getting to <laughs> snuggle Miss Harper and oh, yeah. getting some Ace love too. He's I think a little jealous, huh?
0: Yeah, he's enjoyed having Val in here because she gives him extra love. So So, this week, listeners, we have just come off the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And, you know, as it always does, it it demands that we reflect back on where we were that day. Um, You know, I was in fourth grade. Val was in second. Is that right? Yep. Um, And it's hard to believe that it was 20 years ago. And even harder to believe that my husband is teaching kids who don't don't have that memory because they were born after 9/11. That's just crazy to think about. But it got us thinking. You know, um, it seems like on September 12th, what became the um, the unifying line in in America was "United We Stand." And last week we gave you our episode, our very first one about agriculture, Civil War, and um, seems like a pretty good reminder that divided we fall
1: and i feel like i mean co- the last let's just go back the last year a year ago today you know we had just come out of co- or the first round of covid almost mm-hmm. i think we've been in over a year now when we were coming in and we've you know and then heading into election season and and everything else and it's just the stress and and the tension that's been in our country, you know, whether it's... Agriculture has its own own struggles, too, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the tensions that we're seeing on a daily basis and the tensions we're seeing nationwide and, you know, you can't get on Facebook right now without <laughs> wanting to chuck your phone across the room because of a post you saw. Right. And it's, I mean, it's just, it's so frustrating and I, like... You know we can we can talk like in that first episode we talked about the dairy and beef industry and kind of the tensions that that are different just because of where we um, came from. But I think our country as a whole right now is is kind of divided or there's tension around every topic you bring up. Yeah, there's so much polarization. Everything is black
0: and white. You're either right or you're wrong, or you're right or you're left. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, it's hard to think that we we could have ever been, um, you know, a united nation rallying around each other against um, an external foe. And you know that's a pretty extreme example. And of course, we would never want anything like that to happen on our shores again. But Um, you know, it makes us think about agriculture in particular, because this is the millennial Ag podcast and that's where our hearts are. Um, makes us think, you know, two years ago we embarked on our topic of how divided agriculture was, um, and maybe what we can do about it. And here we are two years later and still wondering the same thing. Um, and I don't know, you know, there's, there's always the cliches of, oh, tell your story and, oh, reach out and, oh, you know, just get on Facebook and be an advocate. But, um, you know, it still seems like like, um, that division really occurs across sectors in agriculture, um, maybe even more so than before because we all have such, not, I, I don't know, I was about to say we all have such different values. That's not necessarily true, but we all have such different perspectives and places that we come from in the different sectors of agriculture that it seems like... You know, how could we ever get to a place where um, we can stand united from within and face the onslaught of, of uh, you know, of people of, of the outside world?
1: Well, and even, you know, we can talk about the different industries that have have opposition, dairy and beef or, or, or chicken and beef or whatever, but we even have a divide within those individual segments right now like we can't even the hard conversations and the and the policy that's coming forward like we're so divided on it and can't even sit down and have a conversation anymore like you're either for country of origin label or you're against it and we're done talking about it you know there's no even sitting down and saying hey this is being brought up again is this anything to be worried about? Oh, I can't believe you were be against it, or you know, or vaccinations, or you name it. Like, mm-hmm. it's just tearing, tearing us all apart. And like, you see it in, in the stress of of producers. You see it in the stress of the market. Sometimes you just see it in the stress and the ten. You can feel the tension now. Yeah, and that's
0: that's not very fun to. That's not a fun place to be. That's not, you know, and, and I mean, to some extent you have to enjoy what you do. Um, and this is just not a very fun topic, a fun place to be to talk about in agriculture. And, um, I guess listeners were wondering how, how do we get through that, get across that? How do we bridge those divides to be able to stand united from within in agriculture? Um, with all of the attacks that are coming upon us from without.
1: Well, and it's, you know, something I've noticed lately, too, is a lot of friends on Facebook. And I'm using social media right now as an example. But I, I'm frustrated with what they're posting. what what Whatever it may be. And I'm kind of working towards how can I maybe even not get on social media or just, you know, put positivity and, and just come from a place of kindness. I think the world right now needs a little more kindness. To say the very least, it,
0: yeah, just a dash more kindness would go so far. And, you know, seeking to understand each other rather than to be necessarily heard. You know, it seems like we at each other trying to make our points heard and understood. Um, but really what would go much further for both sides would be to seek to understand, to listen, um, instead of just make sure that, you know, your, your opinion is out there.
1: Well, and I think that's like, for me, that's a great reminder because especially as young professionals, you know, we're, we're just starting out in our career and in our life and our, and whatever as, as adults, you know, it's sounds cliche, but compared to our parents and grandparents that have experienced a lot more life than us, like we're just getting started and we're, out there trying to prove ourselves and we're trying to say that I'm good enough and that you can trust me and that you can rely on me and you can do this whatever your career whatever your path whatever your life is at that point and and I think it's it's okay to not be an expert in in your field right away it's okay to say hey I need some help it's okay to put in a couple extra hours of of research because somebody gave you a job then you said yeah I'll tackle it and you Don't know quite what you got yourself into. Like, I think it's okay to humble ourselves a little bit and say, you know, maybe I don't know. And that's not something I'm very good at because I want, when I say I'm going to do it, I'm I'm anticipating that whoever I'm saying that to, whether it's my family, whether it's my boyfriend, whether it's my career, when I say I'm going to do it. I'm anticipating they think I'm an expert and I better damn well have my shit figured out, you know? Right. Absolutely. I know exactly what you're saying, Val. And
0: and it's, especially as women, you know, we have to be 100% perfect and expert on something before we would ever put it out into the world. And, um, you know, that leads to a lot of missed opportunities and chances to connect with, with whether it's consumers, other people in the industry, Um, you know, you and I getting to be friends even though you're from beef and I'm from dairy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and, um, you know, I think that these days with social media, it's such a good example. Like, you, you almost have to be an expert in everything. Otherwise, people, you know, they'll just tear you down and claim that you're a, you're fake or whatever. Um, and that you don't know what you're talking about. Well, of course, you never know what you're talking about when you first start out into something. Um, and I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest ways you can show, um, growth and adaptability as a human being is to say, um, you know, this is what I knew at the time and this is what I thought, but I've learned more since then. And now I think differently. Um, you know, that's a pretty big thing to be able to say. And, you know, then you get accused of being a Mm flip-flopper or whatever, but that's the, I think one of the biggest signs of a mature mind is being able to say that you, you have, you're now, you've learned more information, and now you're approaching it differently.
1: Well, and I think, I think it was one of Nate Brown's podcasts that I was listening, listening to, and I don't know whether it was her Dare to Lead or her um, other one that she does, but she was like, the most courageous thing you could ever do is change your mind, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's so true, because we get, we get in a mindset, like, I'm, I'm headed this way, and I'm right, and I, I was listening, this isn't agriculture related, but I was listening to Amanda Knox's um, autobiography or memoir, and she is um, an Amer- a Seattle student that um, went overseas and then her roommate was killed, and she ended up getting framed for the murder and ended up spending four years in jail, and she wasn't, she was innocent. And she goes, from the beginning, That once they thought she was guilty, or they kind of had an idea that she was guilty, even though evidence, there was bits and pieces, they kept the prosecuting and the detectives kept putting it because they didn't want to be wrong. And they ended up, she ended up free, and she's back in the United States. and, and But that's demons she has to live with. But her detectives didn't have the courage to say they were wrong in the very beginning when they were in... In doing all their research and taking those samples and they were, you know, things were, ended up cross-contaminated and and they didn't want to admit that they cross-contaminated DNA. They didn't want to admit that they were wrong. And it was like, because they didn't have the courage, and, it, and that's something I have to continually remind myself of, but because they didn't have the courage to say, hey, this could have been cross-contaminated and... We've she's in jail right now. They could have let her free two or three years earlier than she was and not go through all the heartache and pain that everybody went through because of that mis misaccusation. And how many how many systems have we been so stubborn in, and they're not that extreme, but in our day to day lives that have caused us to misaccuse or change our mind about something that may or may not be correct.
0: It's a really powerful example, really powerful. And I think one that we can all learn from, um, you know, to accept that we don't have all the information available to us. And then you have to sort of accept what the situation is and
1: then try to make the best of it. Yeah. And it's not like, I think it's really cool that she's now an advocate for, for herself and for justice. Um, and it makes you, it, it, from from listening to her memoir, it really puts into perspective that it doesn't matter what position anybody's in, you know, take the President of the United States, take um, the Queen of England, take, take whoever you may, like, everybody's a person, everybody puts pants on one leg at a time, and everybody's going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I'm, and I might get chastised for even saying this, but I've struggled with with all the bashing we do of of whatever political party in general, like just the mean things we say about Biden, the mean things that have been said about Trump, the mean things, you know, it's like, yeah, we disagree with them. Yeah, we might disagree with some of the policy of what and what's happening around the world with people, but we don't know them to say that they're dumb. We don't know them to say that their stutter is causing is is that they're stupid and an idiot like that's not my place to say any and I think if we can change our mindset to 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 change that and not not be so just jump on that these people are so stupid and I can't believe this that or the other instead of like well what what would it be like to be in their shoes or what would it be like to be in that position and yeah it might be career politicians maybe they weren't maybe whatever but you know seeing seeing the inside of politics a little bit over the last few years has really shifted my change of how hateful people really are like those politicians are people (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i mean i think what you
0: just described if people could do on a regular basis would solve 99 percent of the problems in our country putting yourself in someone else's shoes and not thinking that you have the full measure of them just based on what you see on social media, um, I think is an incredibly powerful thing that we need to remind ourselves all the time of, because it's way too easy to get boxed in by your, uh, by your echo chamber on social media, no matter which site you're on, whatever it is. Um, it's really easy to surround yourself with like-minded people, like-minded news, like-minded pages that, um, you know, just sort of feed into whatever you're bias happens to be because we're all biased, um, you know, one way or the other. And, you know, another, I've, I've read that another, um, example of a, or another sign of a strong mind and a mature person is that is to read, um, and surround yourself with ideas that you don't agree with because you're either going to, um, make your argument stronger or you'll change your mind. And that, um, you know, that is the sign of growth in, in mature people. And, um, looking around at social media, especially Facebook, um, these days, you know, it, it's hard to find maturity anywhere.
1: Well, and it's, I think it's, especially because there's people that, um, that haven't been able to socialize as much over the last year. We haven't been able to see people. We haven't had the conversations and it's easy to keyboard warrior. Mm-hmm hate and frustration and we're all we're all suffering to some extent you know whether it's hatred and fear and and whatever and and we all need to process that and deal with it and 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 get it out in some form or fashion and it's it's finding those healthy ways to do it like it's okay Catherine and I know better than anybody. It's okay to rant to each other. (laughs) We're good at it. (laughs) And get it off our chest. But I also know that, like, Catherine's a safe space for me to talk with about about the frustrations of whatever I'm going through. Whether it's work, personal, um, professional something else, you know, and it's, it's somebody just to, okay, I just need to get this out because it's in my brain and whatever, but I don't want it out there on Facebook. I don't want it out there for the public to see because I know it's hateful. I know it's hurtful. And I know that if it's out there, it's going to hurt somebody's feelings, but it's hurting my, my soul to keep it inside. So I need to get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to process what that, what that feeling is. Yeah, for sure.
0: For sure. So. You know we need those safe spaces to be able to process that, like Val said, and and get through some things that might be sticking in your in your brain and and you don't quite know what to make out of them. But that's no reason to leave behind civility and uh, you know uh, some measure of grace towards other people in this world because you don't know what somebody's going through. You have no idea what their perspective or their 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 blush on an issue might be. Um, and so it's, it's important to, you know, give everybody, you know, the benefit of the doubt, although that can be really hard to do when you're reading comments
1: online. Well, and I think, I think remembering grace is really important. Even, okay, I'm going back to social media, but, um, one of, um, the therapists I follow on social media, she had, um. Come home and there was a um, car parked in front of her apartment in a no-park zone, and it was and she was had a long day, and she goes, I was super frustrated. I was like, what idiot parked in front of my apartment? And blah blah blah. And so she went, walked over to the car, and there ended up being a note on the car that said, I'm so sorry, we're parked here. It's broke down. We'll be back in in a day, and, well, I promise it'll be out of here. And she goes, that was the moment for me to switch my perspective. It was just like somebody cutting you off in traffic or speeding past you. It's like, well, maybe they could be headed to the hospital to have a baby. Maybe they could be, and maybe they're just having a bad day. And maybe that's just who they are. And there are some grumpy people that might need, you know, an attitude adjustment. But I also, I try to remind myself that I really don't know what anybody's going through and like if we if each person could just take a deep breath and put an ounce of kindness into the world right now i think i think the civil war that's dividing us personally that's dividing families that's dividing industries that's dividing our country could be solved
0: an ounce of kindness if everybody put an ounce of kindness into the world i think you're absolutely right and maybe that's something that you know we can all strive for just an ounce i mean that's just such a tiny amount but um you know, I think it would add up to synergy, where the the sum of the parts is greater than the whole. Um, adding, adding just a little bit of kindness to the world, when there's so much
1: rage and frustration and hate and and mm-hmm. discombobulation out there. Well, and let's like let's go back to September twelfth when, and I don't want to go back to September twelfth after a a devastation, but a, a day when the whole country came together and was able to hold each other was like wanted to be with our families that wanted to to care and call our neighbors and make sure they were okay like we didn't question whether they were democratic or republican we didn't question if they came from the beef or dairy segment we didn't care if they were vegans or vegetarians like we didn't care we wanted to make sure that everybody was safe at home and that we all were were in this together and that we were going to love one another and and if and it's okay to disagree, but I think just, yeah, holding the door for somebody or picking up the phone or dropping off cookies or whatever, I think some of that's lost. Yeah, I do too.
0: And this is a perfect time as we sit here recording on September 12th um, to to revisit those feelings of unification and, and, you know, letting all those barriers and walls fall down in the face of a greater good. And, you know... This is just, this is where our thoughts have gone to this week and what we wanted to share with you listeners um, putting out there as we sit on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, um, you know, thinking about putting an ounce of kindness into the world, um, you know, giving, giving somebody the benefit of the doubt and, and trying to reach across party lines, whatever it may be, Republican, Democrat, dairy versus beef, agriculture versus everybody else, big versus small, you know any of those divisions that you might see in your life um it's worth worth putting putting down the ire and the anger and reaching across with an open hand
1: well and i think i think that's amazing and something i think if if everybody and i if we can just take 20 minutes to reflect on that and then do one kind thing a week you know it's and then that builds on each itself and it builds and and the next thing we know we're in a in a kind place like we don't have to agree we don't have to agree on the policy that's being made we don't have to agree but if we can start holding the door open for people we disagree with and just saying hey i hope you're having a great day and just leave it at that i think this i think we can go a lot further and and maybe find some peace within that I think the whole country is missing right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And you know, maybe the one kind thing a week challenge is something that we could start at Millennial Ag and just share with our listeners. What's one kind thing that you did for somebody else this week? Um, you know, just to add add that ounce of kindness back into the world.
1: Yeah. No, I let's end there. <laughs> and we challenge like we want to challenge you, listeners, to do one kind thing and then share it with us. Maybe we start sharing it on social media or or whatever but let's find one kind thing we did for somebody and it it doesn't have to be big like that's the thing I think we we get overwhelmed with like I don't have time to make cookies this week for the birthday party I'm supposed to be you know that can be your kind thing but it could also be opening the door for somebody or while you're checking out at the grocery store picking up and and helping an older gentleman to his car. It might be just walking past, you know, when you're visiting a grandparent or a parent in assisted living and seeing somebody that's needing help with their keys or they're, they're just walking and needing a kind face to say, hey, how are you today? You yeah. know, it doesn't have to be much, but it can be a simple smile on your face.
0: Yeah, a simple smile can go a really long ways and you never know the impact that it could have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, So yeah, I kind of like this one kind thing. Let's, you know, listeners, we'll share with you every week one kind thing that we were able to accomplish that week, and we invite you to join us.
1: Yep. And let us know, Well, how about we start, and maybe this is already a hashtag, but (laughs) hashtag one kind thing, and then tag us on, on social media platform, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Let's start flooding those sources with kindness.
0: Yeah. That seems like a great place to pause for this week. We encourage you start with hashtag one kind thing. Valley um, and I will report to you next week what we come up with, and we'll get this ball rolling.
1: Perfect. And um, listeners, like we already mentioned, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> and Twitter at Millennial Ag. You can also email us at talk to us at Millennial Ag. Um, we try to check that daily or every other day, depending on the on the situation. But we we do really appreciate all the um, emails we receive and and we try to go through them and respond There's some that fall through the cracks and if yours are one of them send it again because we don't want them to we just have have lives and get a little busy so make sure to reach out to us and we appreciate you tuning into this week's episode of the millennial ag podcast until next week we are millennial ag